good morning to all of you it's friday 7 february 2020 already another week has passed uh, we're well into february now and what i'd like to do today is to talk a little bit about um, what shakespeare's henry the fifth can teach us about leadership and communication in changing circumstances uh, and in fact in difficult circumstances I'm going to start it by reading a little quote from uh, about Napoleon what he says about leadership he says a leader is a dealer in hope and I will demonstrate this a little bit in this uh, podcast um, the second thing that I would just like to do is before I go into the text is to just remind you that in earlier times often it was the poets and the troubadours uh, who wrote history they would see a king they would hear of a king who would um, uh, gain a, a huge victory and then they would write poems and stuff about it and naturally they would embellish on it but they will also like even today they would uh, use plays like Shakespeare did to not only tell these stories but also to reflect maybe by way of satire etc etc back to the people out there what is going on um, in uh, the monarchy or whatever but what we could say when we look at Henry V although we can ex sort of generally um, sort of accept that uh, uh, the play doesn't reflect Henry's exact words. It also conveys something about the, how the people felt about him. Uh, he was revered, he was loved by the people of England. And you can read that in the epilogue to the play where there's a beautiful phrase that says, small time, but in that small time, greatly lived this star of England. And that refers to Henry. So he was revered, um, admired, loved by his people. He was a good king, one can say. But let's look at the, um, the context of the play and some of the words used there and see what we can learn about um, leadership in difficult circumstances, in changing uh, circumstances. First of all, Henry he wants to show that he's king of England and France. So he decides to invade France. He will go and start at Harfleur uh, and then march to Paris to be crowned as king of both countries. If you look at Act 1, Henry deals with some traitors. There's some people close to him. He realized it and like they do in those days, I'm not saying that you should do it, uh, with the teams, the people you don't want on your teams, but he got rid of them, he killed them. But what he did there is also something that we can learn, and that is that if you embark on a project, um, then really get the right people on board. You know, don't carry along people you, you know are going to undermine you. That is a recipe for disaster. So in Act, act 1, he gets rid of the people who are traitors. In Act 2, there's a huge planning. That, you can say, is sort of the project planning and design phase. You see the ships getting ready, the sails, the wind take the sails, and now they're off. It takes 10,000 soldiers, 
20,000 horses. And what he does, really, his basic plan is to land at Hofleur. It's a really, really, really small town. It's a walled town to lay siege quickly and then to march to Paris to assert his title. And you will note that he takes cavalry and not siege uh, equipment. So in Act 3, what, what do we see? We see him and his army still stuck in our fleur. It's three months later and he has, he has uh, 2,000 soldiers uh, dead 3,000 ill with dysentery and they still outside the town. So not a very great situation. First milestone not achieved. And now, you know, he has to act. But let's just, and I know I'm going to overstate the point a little bit just to make the point. Let's think for a moment what a typical project manager would do or many project managers, not typical. They would probably get everybody together, the whole team, and say, or at least the leadership, let's say the, um, the team leads, um, in the case of a SAP or whatever installation, and he would say, my God, you did not even achieve the first milestone. It's costing us resources. I mean, uh, look around you, there are empty seats. You know, just go back, get it done. When we see each other again, I want an incident report, I want a new baseline, and I want results. That's a typical project manager, uh, or often a project manager's response. If you look at a change manager's response, might even be, look, let's do stakeholder analysis. We need to do team building around these guys. I mean, they are, they don't trust each other anymore. Well, that's maybe true, but is it really the right time? Let's go and, as uh, Guy Kawasaki says in one of his speeches, let's fall backwards into each other's arms because we want to build trust. And the, if it's HR, they might even say, let's go and save the whales and the dolphins. But what does Henry do? He's a real change leader. At our flair, he gives, and this is the, the point I'd like to make, he gives them the real reality. They know it because, I mean, people are dying all around them. They haven't achieved their objectives. But he also gives them hope. And it gets back to that first statement uh, of Napoleon. and says, a leader is a dealer in hope. And he says to them, and this is from the script, freely quoted. He says to them, once more onto the bridge, dear friends. He says to them, look, man, <laughs> we are all in this. He's not like some, uh, let's say, CEO or MD <coughs> standing on a podium knowing that <coughs> he's vesting, he's already sorted out, um, he's got a good severance uh, package if this really goes wrong. He knows that he might even be killed, you know, if things go this way. He might get dysentery and die with the other men. But he says to them, nevertheless, he says, let's give it one more go. Let's just try once more. He says, because if we don't, we might just be like the rest of our colleagues. He says, or close the gap, the wall, with our English dead. Close the gap with our English dead. So he says, look, we can sit and wait here. If we want to die, then we know we're going to die. Or we can try once more. And then what he does is, 
he says, he gives them real hope. He says to them, in peace, there is nothing so becomes a man as modest stillness and humility. He says to them, look, in normal life, I know that we need to be friends, we need to be jovial, gentle and fair. He says, but when the blast of war blows in our ears, then imitate the action of the tiger. He says, now is not the time to be gentle. It will not help us. So in a sense, he tells them what is expected of them. But now he also, he encourages the heart. He says, on, on, you noblest English, dishonor not your mothers, now attest. He says, you were born to do this to us proud. And he says to the ordinary uh, men out there, he says, and you, good yeoman, there is none of you so mean and base that hath not noble luster in your eyes. He says, I know you are commoners, but you are also noble. Therefore, show us your metal. We are, what he's essentially saying is, we are in this together and let ma let's make this a great victory. And eventually, they conquer our fleur, but the story is not over yet. Now he decides that rather than going to Paris, he's going to make a little bit of a deviation to Calais, um, and he, he will still be able to save face and then retreat back to England. So, but what happens is now the very strong French army is masking him. Every step he takes, they take. And he knows that at some stage he's going to take on this huge force with a relatively depleted, let's call it, project team. And this is where they meet at Agincourt, where eventually, uh, let's call it, nature intervened, but also his brilliance. And he knows that they are still on the back foot, but he gives them a vision of success. He says to them, this story shall the good men teach his son and Crispin's Crispin's shall never go by from this day to the ending of the world but we in it shall be remembered he says we few we happy few we band of brothers for he today that shed his blood with me shall be my brother. So in this wonderful piece, we portray a person, a leader, who says, I'm giving you the vision of victory. I'm taking you even to old age, where you will look back on this day, and you will be glad that you were part of this day. Although we are going to have hardships, we will have that as a benchmark. And he says to them again, he says, for he today that shed his blood with me shall be my brother. So in other words, we are all in this together. And I think in that sense also, giving the vision of success, being part of that team, being a visible leader, that is what Henry is actually um, displaying here and actually trying to teach us with these phrases. So that is the story of Henry V, what this piece can teach us about leadership and specifically 
leadership in difficult circumstances. Thank you. Signing off for today.